Welcome to High Cheese with Darren Maloney. Today is Tuesday, July 5th, 2022. And thanks for listening. Uh, the J6 hearings. Those people that are putting on this show have got to be kicking themselves. They've got to be pulling their hair out. They can't figure this out. They can't figure the American people out. After all this show, all, this whole dog and pony show, all about targeting Donald Trump, bringing in a last-minute witness to tell us that Trump threw his lunch on the wall, that Trump lunged at a Secret Service agent, which is false, by the way. After all this, poll comes out, July 2nd, Saturday. Head-to-head, Trump versus Biden. Trump up by 3%. Head-to-head, Trump versus Harris. Trump up by 6%. And that was a Harvard poll, which is not a right-wing poll. So they got to be so frustrated. They're putting this, they put this target on Trump. Here's a guy they, they impeached twice. They've had these J6 hearings. And he's still beating Biden. And he's still beating Harris in the polls. Now, there's other polls out there that said that Trump is the most popular politician in the country today, if not the world. And these people, these Democrats, the media, they fail to understand the American people. They fail to understand that most of the American people get what these Democrats and the media are trying to do to Donald Trump. And like Trump always said, if they can do it to him, they can do it to us. And we've figured that out. Now, the other thing, too, is I think I mentioned my last episode or two episodes ago. During the J6 hearings, mainstream media is trying to push Ron DeSantis. And I like Ron DeSantis. I think Ron DeSantis is going to be the uh, president one day. But he should not run against Donald Trump in 2024. Just not going to work. So they thought they had Donald Trump weak. And the media now coordinates this and pushes an alternate candidate, Ron DeSantis. And again, Ron DeSantis is a great politician. I would vote for him for president, but just not against Donald Trump. I think a recent poll came out and Trump is beating DeSantis by 40 points. Because people realize Trump deserves a second term. People are realizing that Trump got cheated. You got cheated. I got cheated. And don't get in the way of Trump in 2024. Now, again, I said DeSantis is great. I love DeSantis, but just not in 2024. This is Donald Trump's party. This is Donald Trump's election. And it's funny. I came back. I had a big barbecue at my parents' house out in Pennsylvania. And I came back uh, um, this morning, and that's why I'm delayed by a day. But I had the pleasure to talk to one of my uh, nephews and his wife. I guess they were in their late 20s. And I believe they were voted for Trump in 2016. So I was chatting with them about Trump. And there was just some hesitancy about voting for Trump in 2024. And it all comes back to any hesitancy about Trump. And it all comes back to the fact, oh, they don't like his personality. 
where they don't like his tweets. And, and I tried to relate to them that you got you to gotta take a more mature look at Donald Trump. You have to take the good with the bad. And that's what a mature decision maker makes. Look, Trump's not perfect, but he did some really good things. Really good things that are important to my nephew and his wife. And the other thing I just want to point out that's really, really refreshing, they're both pro-life. They're both strong pro-life. And everybody's always commenting about how, you know, it's really clear that the younger people in America are on board with the pro-life movement. And that's really refreshing. And it was really refreshing to see that they had gone down to Washington in January for the pro-life movement. And they liked the fact that Trump was the only president that ever addressed them. So this is really, really refreshing. But, you know, getting back to their reservations about Trump, and I think hopefully they'll overcome it. But, you know, again, you have to take the good with the bad with any politician, in particular Trump, because he's done some really great things. And I pointed out to them, I said, look, those Supreme Court justices were appointed by Trump. Those are Supreme Court justices that overturned Roe v. Wade were appointed by Trump. So if you didn't vote for him the first time around, those three Supreme Court justices would not be on the Supreme Court and Roe v. Wade would likely not be overturned. He kept us out of war. There was no war during the four years that Trump was president. He renegotiated all of our trade deals to the betterment of the American people, to the betterment of blue-collar workers in particular, all these steel jobs, all these manufacturing jobs he bought back. Look, if you take a slightly immature attitude about this, you know, you're going to focus on the tweets and he's obnoxious sometimes. And my point is always a big deal. Big deal. We hired him as the American people. We hired him to do things for us, which he did. He promised us certain things and he did. He came through. And he's obnoxious sometimes. Big deal. I always liken it to you hire a contractor to put in a a deck for you in your backyard. Do you really care that he's uh, obnoxious? Or do you really care that he can put a nice deck in for you? That's the way you have to view Trump. So hopefully they can take a second look at Trump. I think they're going to. So we shall see. And one of the reasons I think they're going to take a second look at Trump is... They see through what's going on with these J6 hearings. It's all political. It's all about these people's personal vendetta against Donald Trump. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to switch you to a, uh, a clip from uh, Liz Cheney. She was interviewed this weekend uh, by George Carl on uh, This Week with George Stephanopoulos. And... Just to frame it a little bit, you know, here she is. It's all about her. It's all about her hate for Donald Trump. So let's just play this clip and then we'll come back and discuss. So you told me last year, this is a direct quote, I will do everything I can to make sure he's not the nominee uh, and, uh, you know, everything necessary to make sure that uh, he never gets anywhere close to the Oval Office again. Have these hearings gotten you closer to that goal, making him toxic and, and not a viable candidate? That's not the goal of the hearings. 
Um, but you said it was your your priority. I think it's important, but I don't want you to convey the impression that somehow the hearings are, are political. Yeah. And I think she's full of it. Oh, we don't want to give the impression that this is political. This is all political. You've already said it. It's about getting Donald Trump, and you're not going to succeed. And additionally, I later in the interview, and I didn't play it, she's thinking about running for president against Trump. So, think about it. In the real world, in the real world that you or I live in, you've got a potential presidential candidate trying to get your opponent indicted. So you're using your position as a member of the House of Representatives and a committee member on that J6 hearing to get your potential voter indicted. That's quite Soviet of you, Liz Cheney. And then she proceeds to go on online. She says that, oh, I have every intention of winning my primary in Wyoming. Liz, you're going to get pasted. You are going to lose significantly and you're misleading the people and people see through it because if you really think you're going to win your primary everything else that you say about Donald Trump is false it's all about you but this is what this is all about it is all about them and then Mitt Romney comes out and uh, he, he writes an article for the Atlantic which is a left-wing magazine. And again, he trashes Donald Trump. He said, oh, Donald Trump is uh, bad for democracy. Donald Trump is a challenge to democracy. And they're just worried about losing their power. And then there was another article that came out. You got to understand, this is all coordinated. So another article comes out and says that Christians are a threat to democracy. Christian nationalists. So if you're a Christian and you vote for Donald Trump, you're a Christian nationalist. You're, you're bad for democracy. No. It's all about them losing. That's what this is about. Democracy is causing them to lose. Democracy is causing them to get kicked out of office. Through the vote, democracy is causing the media to be called out as liars. That's what we have. So don't believe all this stuff. Oh, it's a, we're a threat to democracy. We take care of this business at the ballot box. That's what democracy is, as opposed to the Democratic Party and the media and the institutions that conspired against Donald Trump in 2020. You're the ones that are anti-democratic. You're the ones that undermine democracy when you look to Use your position just to fulfill your own bank accounts. And again, it's called projection. I'm going to accuse you what I do. And that's what they're doing. And that's what they're doing to Trump. That's what they're doing to you. And that's why these people have to be steamrolled in the ballot box. Now, with good people, the truth always comes out. And what I want to do is I want to take you up north to Canada where they're having hearings on why Justin Trudeau implemented the War Powers Act against the Canadian truckers. 
And it's not looking very good for Trudeau right now with the truth. So apparently um, they're investigating the reasons why Trudeau declared the War Powers Act. And they've interviewed a number of bureaucrats. For example, they interviewed the Minister of Public Safety, who said that, well, the police wanted it. The police asked for the War Powers Act. Well, guess what, Mr. Minister? The acting chief of the Ottawa Police Force said, no, never asked for it. Not true. Additionally, there were federal bureaucrats that were interviewed. And they came out and said that truckers pose no threat. And again, this is why it's important to have good people pushing for the truth. And this is what's going to happen in November once the Republicans take over Congress. They're going to have hearings. People are going to be held accountable. And it's already started up in Canada. Now, with that said, what I want to do is I want to take you to a clip. And this is from a talking head from the CBC, which is uh, one of the TV stations up in Canada. And again, you have to realize that the media is funded by the government in Canada, which is very Soviet-like. And if you remember, one of the reasons uh, that Trudeau said at the time is that, oh, we have to worry there's a lot of terrorists and Russians infiltrating the truckers. They're being funded by terrorists and Russians. So what I want to do with that said, I want to take us back to around February earlier this year. And I'm going to show you a clip of one of the talking heads from CBC making that claim, parroting what Trudeau said. So let's go to this clip and then we'll discuss I do ask that because, uh, you know, given Canada's support of Ukraine in this current crisis with Russia, I don't know if it's far-fetched to ask, but but there is concern that Russian actors could be continuing to fuel things uh, as this this protest grows, but perhaps even instigating it from, from the outset. Nope, not true. Ironically, she was talking to the uh, Minister of Public Safety. So let's bring us back to today. They interviewed the director of financial crime unit at the RCMP. And he said they found no evidence of terrorist funding of the truckers. FinTrack, the federal agency in Canada that tracks international transactions, they found no evidence of funding from terrorists or Russians. So it was all a big lie. Additionally, at the time, if you remember, there were reports pushed by the media that GoFundMe shut down the truckers' site because of questionable donations. And the implication was that it was from terrorist groups or Russian groups. Well, later on, they had to retract that. The CPC had to retract that also because it was untrue and that called out on it right away. And then there was the accusation at the time that they were accused of being arsons, racists, misogynists, all untrue. And this is all being exposed right now. So I want to go, I want to go to a clip. One of the conservative leaders up there, Pierre Polife, he's calling for the resignation of the Minister of Public Safety because he lied. So let's go to that clip and then we'll discuss. 
twice, but 13 times did this public safety minister claim the police told them to suspend people's civil liberties with the Emergencies Act. Not only did the cops say that's not true, but yesterday, two of his fellow ministers, including the deputy prime minister, said it's not true. And today, the prime minister refused to say that his public safety minister had acted honorably. If his fellow ministers don't think he is honorable and truthful, why is he still in cabinet? Now that the government has admitted that the public safety minister stated falsehoods, will the prime minister do the honorable thing and fire him? Mr. Speaker, while the member opposite uh, concerns himself supposedly with the freedom of Canadians to protest uh, illegally, uh, we're going to continue to stand uh, with Canadians who had their lives disrupted uh, by the illegal blockades and and uh, and protesters uh, over uh, over the month of February. Invoke the Emergencies Act to keep Canadians safe and to put an end to these barricades. Honorable member for Carlton. Disrupting people's lives? This from the, the guy who took away the livelihoods of hundreds of thousands of people because of a, an unscientific mandate that robbed them of their individual freedom. And you notice how Trudeau did not deny anything. All he said is that, well, we had to protect Canadians from the truckers. So the truckers weren't Canadian. The protesters weren't Canadian. But this is how authoritarians act. Trudeau is already on record saying that he admires China because of their authoritarianism. In a way, it was his Tiananmen Square. And he probably went to the playbook of how China dealt with the protesters in Tiananmen Square to deal with the Canadian truckers. So all the metrics they use to implement the War Powers Act are coming forth and being proven to be a lie. And this is what's going to happen in the United States here. And I just mentioned that once the Republicans take over, the truth is going to come out. As long as we have Republicans that get voted into office that will pursue the truth. And that has to do with the mandates, the vaccines, the CDC, the lying medical profession. There's so many. So I can't wait. Okay, I want to spend a minute or two on the terrible shooting in Highland Park uh, in Illinois outside of Chicago. And uh, the, the one thing I just wanted to point out is that the media did their darndest to try to link this nut to Trump. When in fact, he's likely an anarchist supporter as well as Antifa supporter. So like up in Canada with uh, the media lying for Trudeau, We've got the media misleading the American people for political purposes. So just remember that anytime you see anything, well, who am I telling? I'm sure you actually know. Just can't believe the media. So we're going to find out more and more about this uh, nut and what happened. And with that said, in response to this sh most recent shooting, the governor of New Jersey Killer Murphy. So what Murphy just signed into law was Gun Safety Package 3.0, as he called it. And what he did is he wants to create a database for all ammo sold in the state. Along with that, he wants to ban 50 caliber rifles and require micro-stamping technology on certain new firearms. 
and make it easier to sue gun control manufacturers and dealers over gun crimes in this state. Look, and this is the game plan of the left. They want to use every incident to keep on pushing the envelope, pushing the envelope, because the end game is to take away your guns. And this is their goal. They're not going to get it done. But their goal is to eventually take away your guns. That's what their end game is. And I don't know if this is going to pass the muster of the court system, because I'm sure, sure some of it is going to ch be challenged. So we shall see. Okay, let's take a look at the markets. The Dow finished down 0.42% to 30,967.82. Year-to-date, the Dow was down 14.78%. The S&P was up 0.16% to 3,831.39. And year-to-date, the S&P is down 19.61%. The NASDAQ finished up 1.75% to 11,322.24. Year-to-date, the NASDAQ was down 27.63%. Now, it was a wild day today. I mean, the um, the Dow was down as, as far as 700 points, while the S&P was down as much as 200 points. Um, and NASDAQ stayed high the, the entire day. But you had these wild swings today. And uh, a lot of this is being driven by the markets don't know which way it's going. It doesn't know what, which way the economy is going. And they're waiting for the FMOC minutes to come out on Wednesday. And that'll give them a better sense of what direction they're going in. Because right now, you know, we've got inflation and we've got uh, a recession. And how is the market going to react to this? And they don't know. So there's these wild fluctuations going on. Uh, oil finished down $8.93 to end below $100 per barrel since uh, April of this year. And it finished at $99.50 per barrel. Bitcoin is trading at right now $20,204.29. Ethereum is trading at $1,115.40. And XRP is trading at $30. Two cents. Now, one thing I wanted to say about the housing market is that the housing market is a precarious position right now because no matter what happens, it's going to get hurt. So there's two things that's going to happen. One is that rising interest rates and rising mortgage rates are going to put a lot of pressure on housing. And the second thing is, is that if there is an economic slowdown, the fact that there is a recession and people losing their jobs, that's not going to be good for housing. So whatever way you look at it, there's going to be pressure on housing. Now, all the experts are coming out and saying there's going to be a correct correction of 5 to 10%. And I actually think it's going to be more. So again, as I've been saying, if you're looking to buy a house, time is on your side. If you have to uh, rent for an additional year, pay the extra money in rent. Um, I've also uh, seen reports that rents are coming down. So, you know, let inventory build up. Let prices come down, and then you can get back into the market. Okay, let's take a quick look at the economic calendar. On Wednesday, we have the S&P Global U.S. Services PMI final report. We have the ISM Service Index. We have job openings, and we have job quits. And the important thing of what I was just talking about is the, the FOMC minutes. Then on Thursday, we have initial jobless claims, continuing jobless claims, our foreign trade balance. And then on Friday, we've got non-farm payrolls, the unemployment rate, average hourly earnings, the labor force participation rate, 
wholesale inventory revision, and consumer credit. So with that said, thank you so much for listening, and I will talk to you on Saturday.